Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of Artsy AF. Thanks for being here. This week's guest is Jack Lightfoot, a.k.a. The Taurus Energy. Jack is based out of Nottingham, England, and he decided to do a little... I suppose it was his first U.S. tour. He painted at Resonance Festival in PA, and then he spent a few weeks hanging out with all of us in Boulder, Colorado. I was super impressed spending time with him while he was in Colorado. Pretty much anywhere we were, hanging out at the house, uh, out at a bar, wherever. He always had a sketchbook with him, um, drawing everybody's portrait that was around him constantly. As a matter of fact, while we were recording this podcast, Jack did a portrait of me and a portrait of Andrew, which was pretty cool. Jack is just, he's an awesome painter. Um, He's so enthusiastic about art and uh, his work ethic is just unbelievable. Uh, He's a real bright light in this growing community. Yeah, we had a really great time talking with Jack. We, We actually started out outside and then the recorder ran out of tape so we were talking for about 10 minutes and that got lost to the ether and then we hit record again we were outside then we started getting really cold so we moved inside so this should be a varied and interesting episode of rcaf sit back relax and enjoy also we've also we've also we've also we've also we've added a way that you can support the podcast if you go to the show description on itunes or spotify at the end of the description there'll be a link that will take you to a website where you can make a monthly donation if you're feeling it or you can go to artsyafpodcast.com and there's a support the podcast link on the homepage. It helps us out tremendously, and we're trying to expand, so we thank you guys for all your support. Support. It was more of just like at a festival. Do they have podcasts in England? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) What if he was like, nah? (laughs) Hospital Records has a podcast. This is the first time I ever heard of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a radio show, you know, but on the internet. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys recording right now then? Yeah, we just kind of pick it up whenever yeah, we, we feel like it. Okay. We can maybe edit out stupid parts of the first bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, stupid questions <laughs> like, do they have podcasts in England? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a serious question, you know. Those sunglasses look hilarious because they're like... <laughs> they don't really cover my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, off-center. Yeah. Oh, and my ears are... Um, uh, high, one's higher than the other. The left one's higher, so... It, <laughs> it, the glasses are also a little bit wonky so it might not just be your ears oh thanks (laughs) just trying to make you feel better you know yeah (laughs) so yeah we're uh hanging out at randall morgan's chateau chateau in the mountains 
hanging out with Jack Lightfoot. He's got a gigantic sketch pad in front of him. This motherfucker, <laughs> you never stop drawing. Um, he's drawing right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know talking. if you guys can hear that, but yeah, I, th- I feel that like is... it's, a, it's a good answer to every single situation. It's to write something down or or draw something. Yeah, have you always done that? I mean, um, like we were hanging out in Gold Hill. We like. We were all drinking and dancing, and you're there drawing all of our portraits as we're hanging out. <laughs> when we're eating dinner, you're drawing everybody's portraits. It's really humbling and admirable to yeah. I mean, see that you just gotta have like no attachment to it because it's not always gonna be like really good. Like yeah. I, I try not to give myself so much of a hard time when it like doesn't look like the person. Yeah, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> it's like take a take a breath and just be thankful that I learned something even though you know it mm. kind of helps you humble yourself a little bit I guess mm-hmm, sure yeah. realize that you don't get it right every time and that you know you need to be in a certain state of mind to do things really well also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you think like just because you're doing it all the time you're almost not even thinking about it anymore um I don't know like I think you can have healthy and unhealthy addictions yeah <laughs> like, you're addicted to drawing habits yeah, yeah like I'm I feel this withdrawal symptoms from not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I don't draw for like a few days, yeah. I'll my mood will just start to drop quite dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will always forget why it is as well. Why like why do I feel like this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't really like draw much in the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> so So that is maybe a reliance on it. It's like some kind of but that's addiction. great, right? That's a cool thing to be addicted cr- to. <laughs> yeah, it's a creative addiction rather than like drinking all the time. Mm. Yeah. You know? But you can control those addictions and those habits um, completely. If you, I think people think they make a realization of, oh, I should be like this. And therefore, the, it's like the, the problem that brought them to that conclusion is already solved. But it's like that's just the realization, which is like 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to like, actually want to program yourself. Then you got to do something consistently for like at least two to three weeks, I would say, every yeah, single yeah. day, yeah. in order to make it. a habit out of it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard twenty-eight days is the is that point where mm. it just gets ingrained in your muscle memory or whatever. Mm. <laughs> um, so, do you mostly draw portraits when you're drawing? Um, I know I've found uh, portraiture to be pretty difficult. Um, there's a steep learning curve for me, at least. Well, um, yeah, it's. It's, uh, I mean, I've tried to draw John, like, maybe four times now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it, like, he doesn't do look does like it, him. Does like, it always just end up looking like a young Graham Hancock? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a few people have said, like, oh, that's John. And they're like, how did you know? And I think that it was more of, like, from deduction. Yeah. You know, they could see who everybody else was, out. and they could see that that must be John. <laughs> 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 like, ruling oh. everything else out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But portraits are hard. It's, like... Uh, if I if I sit mm. and it's like or if I'm doing it from a photo it will look like that person every time yeah. obviously but it will take I'll take more time on it too sure so I won't rush it but I'm trying to train myself to see the the subtle nuances of a person sure almost like instantaneously and yeah, to be yeah. able to kind of like do it and if, in some certain states I can do that yeah. if I I don't know if I've had like a good day, yeah, 
yeah. or if you're I'm like in a good in mood. Flow, in a yeah. flow yeah, state yeah. or something. If I've already been sketching for like a few hours of the day and mm-hmm. then like somebody just sits down and if I do it really quickly, I can just get them. Like mm-hmm. Chase. Um, yeah. Like that, that was, like I spent maybe 20 minutes trying to draw his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to draw him for like maybe two minutes and it was like, yeah, it was him. and just drawing people like moving around and talking and stuff yeah yeah they're not exactly sitting for you yeah right okay did you take like classes on portraiture no just kind of like any youtube videos or anything like that no 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 with with not with portraiture uh but um i don't know not really (laughs) no yeah i haven't really had any I I've never had like a mentor. I've never had like a tutor. I've I've not even really had like artist friends for the vast majority of my life. Yeah, I was curious about that. So you're from Nottingham, mm-hmm. England, and you said you don't really have many artists that live in your area. Um, most of the people that I know are musicians. Like most of the friends that I have, most cool. of them are musicians. I think that this did the. Um, how is it? There's like a switch somewhat in comparison to here, whereas like music's more like heralded there and there's more space for it, whereas mm-hmm. there's less for the, maybe the visual sense. And that might also just be my experience as well. That's not sure. necessarily like an, a truth. Yeah. Well, there are a, a lot of artists here, which is kind of like the impetus for this podcast. Yeah. So we're yeah. just like, dang, we need to interview all these people while we're kind of all in one place. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and like so how did you so not knowing a lot of artists how did you uh go about seeking out other artists you know that like were you nervous or socially anxious about it you know traveling and meeting other artists um i think i was just super excited to be honest yeah (laughs) that's cool yeah yeah um like i started i heard that there was like a life drawing session in nottingham and then i started going there maybe Maybe like f- four years ago, something oh, like nice. that. Oh, okay. Maybe four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh, okay, so there are other people. But then if I would talk to people, it wouldn't be that like anybody was, they were just kind of like doing it as something they did once a week. Yeah, and like it wasn't a hobby. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. hobby. It wasn't. And then over the years, because even in that group, there's people who I've seen who are like familiar faces. Yeah. But I, I don't know them and I've never been able to like get a conversation with them. It seems like the most elusive characters are usually the professional artists. Uh, mm. Yeah. And they're not like, if you try and talk to them, even in, in interest, they're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. they're just like gone, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's like one guy who I only, I've literally been seeing this guy for maybe four years. I've never been able to get a conversation out of him. <laughs> and then I realized recently that he works for, um, Warhammer. Oh, know, the, no okay, yeah. The place yeah. is actually called Games Workshop. Yeah, and it's they. That is the main factory in Nottingham. Oh, actually, yeah. Which I well, didn't realize until very recently. And the way that I found it out was because uh, there's an artist that I really like, a guy called Carl Kapinski. If you've heard of him, no, um, I haven't. And I was following this guy, and then I, he put like a link to an interview. And in the interview, he was saying, oh, yeah, I was growing up in Nottingham. And I was like, what? 
God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like this guy's also from Nottingham and he lives yeah. there still to this day with his family. Wow. Nice. And he was saying about how when he was in like his early 20s, um, he was applying for all these different jobs, like to try and go all over the world. And then he applied and then somehow he says he, he seemed pretty surprised that he got in at the time and he somehow managed to get in and then he was surrounded by these really like very quiet people you know but they're like super dedicated artists but it's more of like you know the style of warhammer and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's like deep kind of mythical yeah. fantasy but very like obviously war driven yeah. chaos yeah it's blowing up um, <laughs> so he was uh, illustrator for them and then I, I believe he did that for like 20 years something Damn, like that nice. so something like that don't quote me on that but it's somewhere like that he was working there for a long time so he got most of his, his experience from that and so then I was like whoa so I actually recently applplied for a job there um, yeah, which is cool about, uh, just probably short of a month ago yeah so do you so. work digitally as well um yeah, I work pretty much I don't I'm trying to sketch mm -hmm. more now again yeah. because I've kind of gone into the digital and I'm it's it's just different. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah do you prefer um physically sketching to digital digital drawing and painting? Um <laughs> That's a really hard question to answer actually. I don't yeah. know cuz with with digital the idea comes alive so much more quickly and when you formulate a concept there's there's less room for it i, I mean there is more room for it but it, you can just get to the end result very quickly yeah um if you want to do like a gradient it's not like you've got to you know wash your buses, brushes yeah. mix the paint get the right it's like you mm -hmm. pick the color and you've got the color and yeah. like i feel like Digital is a good way for people to practice sketching and painting because you're not using any materials and it teaches you to be a bit more like frivolous with it mm -hmm. because anything can just be deleted or you can erase anything. Right. And it's every idea that you try out in the digital is like one idea that you didn't have to try out in traditional, for totally. example. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you can like get all these ideas out of the way, maybe boil it down to a great idea that's worthy of creating a painting of where these like spending like six months on or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's how I cycle through my ideas really quickly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I used to this size of sketch pad that you see, like I used to work on this a lot, but then I switched back to digital and realized I was just saving loads of paper. And then now I have all of these, like I have a big stack of these at home, Yeah, which is, like nobody will probably ever look through those unless I'm like dead or something. Somebody's going to be going through my They'll be in the museum one day. That'd be that'd be a nice life goal. Hell yeah! yeah. Like my 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 worst sketchbook ends up in a museum. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> so you've been we we were talking the other day and you said you started like taking on commission work when you were twelve. Yeah. So oh, you've wow. been doing this what and you're twenty six now. Yeah. So you've been doing this for a while, from a young age. Like, what kind of got you into art, and what's what's kind of been the pathway? You know. Um. Yeah, I guess this brings up a lot of other topics. <laughs> um, but I think 
I was I was drawing since my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. So as old as far back as I can remember, yeah. I was drawing. Um, and then I did a few paintings when I was in school, and I probably did a few here and out. But it was always just like if I'm sat in a, in a class. <laughs> look at that, that's nice. Sorry, anybody yeah, was, on the podcast can see this bird. Um, some birds small taking flock a bath. of birds just came and took a bath in a in a water holder. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so if I was in an, in a classroom and the teacher would be talking, I would always be just drawing. So mm, yeah. like, and then I I can remember a few key experiences from growing up where the teacher would think that I wasn't paying attention mm. and would like ask me a question. And then my response would be to give the answer, you know, yeah, <laughs> even though you could clearly see that I was like drawing and, the, and it'd be like, oh, well, yeah. I guess if he's like listening, then why should I stop him from drawing? Yeah, it's almost, de- I've, awesome. I've always found it's, it was easier doodling in class, like yeah. to pay attention. Oh, yeah. Like if I'm just sitting there staring, I'm going to space off. Yeah. Totally. If you're drawing, you're like this open channel. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. brain switched on and, mm-hmm. but I, I did well in school, but then. Yeah, when I left school and I went to go to, you guys would call it college, right? Yeah. Or this is like year, would it be like 12 or 13? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. So I would have been like 17 going into this. Okay. And that's like what we call college. Yeah, so university. That would be university yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, when I went into that and I did a, a year of that, you have to pick four studies. So I was photography, you know. Like just fillers yeah, for yeah. the art, basically. Yeah, yeah. It was like I want to do art, but like, what other three things can I f- pick? This like fillers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did photography, philosophy, and media. Oh, cool! It's a nice and, combo. Um, yeah, I mean, it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, even the art for me was very. I I basically I can remember walking into, the. Um, the classroom and you know teacher was kind of just basically laying out the what do they call it the, it's not like a syllabus curriculum. yeah like a syllabus basically yeah. like what you've got to do mm-hmm. throughout the course of the year and then once i once it was like you know question time you got your hands up and i says um you know what what's your experience as an artist and um, one of my teachers was like well I'm actually a photography teacher Oh, and um, you know like I have a I did get a um, I can't remember what kind of it was a long time ago but he had some kind of um, certificate in some way of of art that he studied art I think it might have been art history or something Mm. like that Yeah. and then I said to the other teacher I was like I say so what, what's your experience in art? And um, she was like, she was saying how she was like a dance performance teacher for like <laughs> 15 years. And, and I was like, okay, so did you, and she didn't even go and study art at all. Just and I dance. was like, how is this? And like, I didn't say this at the time, obviously, but you know, I think it started things ticking in my head because this was like my first time that I'd been there and I'd already like made money as an artist. Yeah. Before that point, so you had more like, professional experience than them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, are these people actually going to teach me anything?" And I felt, I think I was very disengaged, especially when they started telling me that, "Oh, you should do stuff more like this." And mm. I, in my head, I was like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah." 
because so, it was always trying to steer me towards doing like collage or something like that. Mm, but yeah. the person uh, there was a this, I'll never forget this because this is this really like made me go full rebellion mm-hmm. um, nice. at the point. And it was I basically illustrated this entire comic with the characters and stuff. And I'd done like I'd done like the first three pages were done in like um it wasn't like a whole comic it was like it was like a few pages in the end but it was like a concept for a for a comic Mm -hmm. and the first three pages were like full color illustrations with like the whole kind of intro to the story and the story was like laid out and stuff did like studies for the characters and uh i remember that i got uh i think it was a c so that and then there was but there was a girl who was in the same year as me she was in a different like they have like classes different times of the week so she was in a different row so i never even met her but she got an a star which is in england that's like the best you can get basically yeah and a her, plus. Yeah. her final <laughs> piece was a glass jar that was filled with vodka empty drug bags cigarette butts oh some modern <laughs> uh modern and, very and deep she yeah. got like a star and then as soon as i was told that and I was like, this is not the place for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in the wrong place right Convoluted now. bullshit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, what? Yeah, it speaks like, for itself. Like, I don't really yeah. need to say anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. And then you started just marching to your own tune, following your heart. Yeah, and uh, my grades just got worse and worse um, mm-hmm. to the point where um, life got particularly spacey after that point. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, learned a lot of things along the way um, and obviously made a lot of mistakes and, you know, learned lessons the hard way, especially in revolving, like, art business and, like, how to work with people yeah, mm-hmm. and how to, like, cover yourself and whatever and how... But it was a general, like, uphill climb for from that point onwards, I think. But I did kind of, like, hit a rock bottom point because yeah. at the end of the day you still even though I had a lot of these anti-system ideas mm-hmm. before that point that was really where it was kind of like set in stone for me and I was like okay so you've kind of like rejected from society in a sense because you've I dropped out of out of that education and decided that I was going to pursue art on my own mm-hmm. and then yeah then I realized that I was like, wow, I'm really, like, rejected from society right now. Like, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I don't have enough money. Like, I don't have my own house. Like, I still mm-hmm. have to live with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that whole setup. So, yeah, it was kind of like, have I just kind of ruined my life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially. And turns out I hadn't. But obviously, <laughs> you know, like, it was the best thing that ever happened to yeah. me. But at the time, like, you're like, what do I, what do, I do now? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it was really, like... I definitely hit rock bottom before I started going up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think everybody has to go through that in a way, right? You know, and then you find the core of yourself yeah. and what art really means to you. Yeah, yeah. And then nobody, and then at that point, you're like, nobody can tell me shit. Right. I, I have a vision yeah. and yeah. I have an approach. And yeah, like, you've got I'm a purpose. Do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's, um, I hope I don't mis- misquote this, but I think it's from frederick nietzsche and it's he who has a why can deal with almost any how yep mm. yeah and i felt that's like, right. like that's kind of a statement of our times you know and the the education system and how it sets people up because like 
you're just doing it because you get a job and then right. you get yeah. the money and then oh right I guess well find somebody to fall in love with now and mm, then, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like mm -hmm. it's the prescription for a, a traditional life yeah or whatever or just a uh, just something that people have done yeah. for so long <laughs> totally there's Post a really good quote from Terence Manikana as well where yeah. he says um, um, it's coming with where level of success requires a certain level of alienation no, yeah. I might have misquoted that slightly, but that's kind of what he says. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's cool to go into a place of alienation and actually find that there are plenty of other people. Yeah, and a lot of people. Alien people. Yeah, sexy aliens. That too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a quote. Uh, Jafy, you if you listen to this, you'll appreciate that. I got that from you. Shouts, sexy aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so many weird and sexy freaks along this path that you'll meet and it's awesome i mean i'm sure you wouldn't have it any other way yeah you, know, you don't want that in america we call it kind of like the white picket fence kind of mm -hmm. lifestyle two and a half kids you go to your job at wherever the factory or whatever you do every mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. and some people you know are fine with that and yeah. they like it but i think like if you get a taste of yeah that's of the, the possibilities of life yeah. you can just you can just blast off into a, a whole new trajectory. It's kind of mm -hmm. like traveling, you know? Like, I think that um, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah. Because once you have traveled, and once you've kind of, like, traveled very cheaply and you've seen that side of life, it's like there's no unseeing that. Like, right. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, I can live in a different place that's cheaper than the place I was born. Yeah. And there's, like, you know, tropical trees and yeah. <laughs> abundance of fruit and everything's cheap and everybody's really happy yeah. but they've got like nothing and like once you've seen that you can't really unsee that and right. it's kind of hard to go back to being you, I don't think you could go back right basically it's kind yeah. of, you either fall into depression beyond that point yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you would find some way of sustaining that life that's lifestyle you know yeah it's yeah. true do you um so like through all that did you develop like a mission with your art do you have a feeling of a sense of purpose with why you're creating or why you're doing it um yeah yeah i mean there's many like sub goals mm -hmm. you know like there's many sub goals but the general point is to just become as good as i possibly can in my in my human lifetime and use every os like aspect of the modern reality and technology that enables us to go as far as we can yeah like um, I was speaking to Chase and Ashley last night. Morgan Mandala's brother, brother and yeah. his lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we were talking about audio books. Mm. And we really like clicked over that because we just had a lot of the same views on it. And that was generally that, you know, this is a very modern possibility that you can now, you know, work and read a book at the same right. time. Yeah. Like it's amazing. If you, yeah, if you it's if you nice. go back like yeah, you know, well, even just beyond that was a possibility that what you're gonna pay some dude to just stand there <laughs> while you're there painting and read, and read the book to you. <laughs> That's the only possibility that that would yeah. have happened. Otherwise you've got to take that time out of what would could be used skill building right. to read a book, which is still skill building in a sense, right. but you're you're losing time. Right. Like, I think if, if people really honed in on this, they would realize that they can educate themselves while working for themselves at the same time. And yeah, that is totally. like a very, very modern 
as long as you're not creating um, music. Yeah, <laughs> you can, obviously. Yeah, you, but even maybe with. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that would say. be that wouldn't work. Definitely, you, you can't can really point. read and like, <laughs> play guitar or what or or whatever. Or you could put on Bob the, Ross videos on while you make music. Yeah, <laughs> and you can you can learn so do art. You, do you like listening to audiobooks more than say listening to music while you're painting or sketching? Um, if I'm like music's more of a journey. Yeah. Whereas. I just get a better feeling from listening to an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm if I'm listen, I I love to listen to music. Yeah, but if I'm in my own studio and like there's no one else around, I will listen to an audiobook almost nice. every time. Yeah. What uh, What's your favorite book you've listened to recently? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good question. There's I do have a favorite book mm-hmm. right now. Um, actually, it's kind of hard. It's it's between two, but they're both by the same author. Um, uh, an author called Robert Green. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mastery and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Laws of yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the laws of human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he makes one on seduction, but I've not read that. <laughs> 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 I don't think I'm going to read that one. <laughs> no, too much power. Yeah, it's just no. You don't want to go down that route. Yeah. <laughs> it's best but, to just focus on yourself. <laughs> but is it mastery? Is that the one you like a lot? Um, it would be between mastery and the laws of human nature. But I feel yes. like there's more information in Forty Eight Laws of Power. There's a lot of cool historical um, yeah. things in that too. That mm-hmm. I oh, you've read it too. I've listened to it. Oh, okay, perfect, yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, you know, just some things about like, like Haile Selassie, for instance, yeah. that I didn't know, like yeah. how he kind of came to power and, um, yeah. French revolution and just stuff like this. And it's just, the book is, <coughs> you know, okay. it's, it, it seems kind of sinister at first. It's like, yeah, definitely. It's know, definitely got that sinister flavor to it. And, um, he kind of just lays out, you know, just how humans have, aggregated around power and taken power mm. through a series of like vignettes historical and otherwise mm. mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool i think there's a I reason mean, to me why it seems so sinister and there's that is because people will not mention these things to you openly right that's why the book seems so sinister and like we also have this blockage to the dark side Right, yeah. And something that it taught me, which is kind of like another one of those cannot unsee things, which yeah. is like people essentially are always trying to get what they want. Always, yeah. And that is whether they are acting through you or, you know, themselves or whether they're trying to influence you to get something that they want. Mm-hmm. And to also see that that might be a one way of looking at it, but it, just to be aware of it and to yeah. not be, you know... It's like you don't have to like judge everybody because you think everybody's trying to manipulate you, which I've also (laughs) been down that route and realized that it's just... It's a little too paranoid. Yeah, it's just paranoid (laughs) and just it's not healthy. And like, but it's also good to know that people generally are looking out for number one. Yeah. 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 It's a good, it's kind of like a veil lifter. Yeah. On that whole thing. I think we don't get taught about these things in school because they don't want to realize how we're being fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're, how we're being dominated and how we're and being controlled. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why it also is definitely a veil lifter. And if you, if, there's, if you read about that book on Wikipedia, it will talk about like the controversies that have happened around <laughs> it and yeah. regarding, you know, it was the most requested... Uh, book in like multiple different prisons and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and huh. do you know what i mean and, and it was like i think it was 50 cent 
yeah, did. The, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. There's, yeah. uh, it's like the 50th law or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And it's, it's basically just 50 Cent's um, story of how he kind of came up. Okay. And like how he got shot and betrayed and stuff. <laughs> is that really what it's about? Yeah. Is it Robert Green wrote it? Yeah. They like collabed on it. Apparently. No interesting, shit. don't you think? Huh. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was good, yeah. Yeah. I haven't read I it. I love hearing um Is it like a twenty hour book as well? No, I don't think it's as long. <laughs> yeah. But it's like um it's just kind of like a hero's journey couched in modern, you know oppressed society. Okay. You know, hmm. that you know. Does it use a similar format to the other books? Yeah. Is yeah. it him using the points of his life to illustrate yep. more points? Yeah. Okay. It's a cool book. Um, I really like Mastery also. It's, yeah. uh, it, it just chronicles uh, historical vignettes of like people like Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. And um, I'm blanking on who else right now. It's just well, like, he's, yeah. He's, yeah, all people in that vein, but there's some mo- really modern people. Like yeah. it, this, this one where he talks about Coco Chanel. Mm. And like I never thought that that was would be an interesting story, but right. the, the way that he tells the story and also tells about her life and her rise to power and stuff, and it's like it's just really eye opening, you know. It makes mm-hmm. you be also less judgmental of of successful people. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Because you realize that they all went on a journey to get yeah. where they are. Yeah, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. you not gotta, all of them, but you've got to yeah. put in the hours. Is yeah. what I got from mastery. It's like just keep, yeah. Plowing through, you know, sketches like you—you you have a double-sided sheet of paper that's probably what eighteen by twenty-four inches or something, and, e- and pretty big. But you've got like dozens of portraits on each side. Nineteen by twenty-four, yeah, uh, almost. <laughs> <laughs> pretty close. Way off. <laughs> Way off. <laughs> well, that's actually nineteen, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it's constantly drilling, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, so me and you, have, this is actually the first time that we've ever met, like right. literally like 20 minutes ago, but we've been following each other online for give or take like three or four three years. Three or four years, yeah. So, um, yeah, is it okay if I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> so how did you get into art? How long have you been into art? Um, it's kind of a, it's a long story, I guess. I was sketching a lot and doodling when I was a kid. Mm. And then I went... And grew up. <laughs> no, um, I, you know, and going into middle school and high school where I grew up, there was a lot of either imagined or actual pressure to play sports. And I really do like being active and physically doing things too because it's fun. Um, but I think the whole, uh, I, you know, I wasn't really good enough to to, be to a make pro. It, to to go make pro. it in the big leagues yeah <laughs> they weren't scouting me in high school or anything it's so. very competitive though all sports you know mm-hmm. yeah um and I think some competition is healthy mm. um you can find that yeah, in I, art. I agree with that yeah you definitely. can definitely find that in art I like I gotta say like while we're on the subject mm-hmm. we we do talk about how it's not really competitive but I think it. <laughs> art yeah. that is it's like but friendly competition it's friendly competition it's because there's many ways to get to the same goal right it's not like yeah. you don't well, have to fuck the there is actually up. an infinite ways to get to the same goal yeah. and that's the beauty of it and that's why right. we don't have any reason to compete aggressively exactly yeah it's, so, a, it's all in fun you know it's more like if you see somebody that makes a really cool painting you're like fuck I want to 
I want to do that. I want to get to that level where, yeah. like, can I make something cooler? Yeah, I, yeah. I hear from some people, you know. Um, so one of my favorite artists is Kim Jong Ji, if you guys know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the hyper drawler guy. The the, it's got like the crazy the South Korean guy who yeah. can just draw like anything with a pen from his head. It's, oh wow! It's just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's on all of his videos. This is, you'll see like a few comments as people just like, oh, I'll never be as good as this. I'm just going to quit art. And I'm like, I feel completely the opposite. Yeah, like, yeah it's inspiring. Right? Yeah, it's super inspiring. And But I, I don't know why people come to that conclusion. Like, why I they... think it's just a trendy thing to say online yeah. too. Okay. I, it, that's what I think. I mean, maybe people are like, like oh, I love your art. I want to buy yeah. the original one day. Yeah. If all those people all of a sudden <laughs> showed up, I'd be doing... All right. Hello. Are we back? Yeah. We're recording. So, so update. Yeah. Um, we ran out of space there. Um, Car was full. Yeah. So I think it cut us off at around the point where we were talking about whatever you were just listening to. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> now we're back. So, so sorry about that. We. Um, what were what were we saying about people? saying well we can jump forward and we can try and like make up space but i think it's better if we just like talk about yeah. something else like yeah, we can yeah just roll on from here and it's well, like totally cool so yeah. we were talking about how this is your first time in the u.s oh it was oh yeah, yeah. yeah. i and didn't mind recounting that yeah that like pretty short yeah, yeah how's your experience been um like similarities differences between here right. and the uk let me just put the headphones on here and get back in the game <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so pennsylvania New York, yeah. What I was saying about New York, um, in comparison to like here, for example. Oh wow! Wow, we can see Randall. Wow, we can see Randall Morgan on there. the other side of the canyon, <laughs> waving like wow. idiots. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's my little party trick. It's yeah. a what? It's my little party trick. <laughs> but the parties are usually like in the forest. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a forest. Forest call. party call. That's, a That's so nice cool. Nice call, man. You gotta teach me how to do that, dude. I can teach you how to do that, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Like like now? Like now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. So you have to have your hands cusped like that. Okay. And they're kind good? of like, yeah. Okay. And then you just basically put them together, but you take this thumb and meet it there. Like uh-huh. that, so it's kind of like you're okay, creating so like a chamber. Thumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the chamber doesn't even actually have to be airtight. Uh huh. And but the key part is where you blow into your thumbs like that. They mm-hmm. have to meet, and then you blow down. <laughs> you're yeah, coming, come, come more from the top down, like you see. Yeah, you're close. You're close, like, because you've already, you've got the chamber. I can hear the chamber. <laughs> and it's just like, maybe your technique is, it's like how you go. Have you ever, have you ever seen how you do, uh, like, over the, the top of a bottle? Yeah. Oh. It's kind of like that. Like, because you know how you have to be at the right angle to the bottle in order to get it to make that sound. It's kind of like that. <laughs> well we so suck at forest calls either, either of you will get there it's like I've been doing it for years so it's not like you know oh yeah just that practice thing yeah. again just yeah. practice again yeah. you know you become a master what do you call forest it forest caller For, yeah yeah. animal <laughs> woodsman summoner <laughs> so yeah I mean what I was saying about the American culture 
mm-hmm. is uh, basically the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you just have a lot bigger cars. <laughs> you have like yeah. bigger cars, yeah. Yeah, our yeah. cars are huge here. Like, I would say you probably generally a bit more polite to one another as well. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, especially Even in Colorado. In New York. I mean, yeah, that's a different. That's a different world. Yeah, but I would say the main thing I noticed about New York is that everybody's like on the phones all the time. Ah. So you'll be sitting. And I've got loads of photos of me just like on the subway, and I just like. I just couldn't help but take a photo of every single person in my cabin is like on their phone. Yeah. And like, that's just, that is mind blowing to me. Like, that is really 1984 vibes going on there. Yeah, it's creepy sometimes, right? Yeah. But, you know, when you do meet somebody who isn't on their phone, they really stand out. And if you do get people, it's generally pretty nice. Like, if you do manage to coin a conversation out of people, like, I would usually kind of look for people who are look also looking around because yeah, yeah. I feel weird when I'm sat there because I'll be drawing people on the subway or something and I'm just looking around I'm just waiting for somebody to make eye contact mm. and I'll <laughs> yeah. be I'll get I'll have like missed my stop even and I'm yeah. like still going and I'm like no, it's no not still no <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know people are tired they've been probably been at work they've mm. got a lot going on in their heads and not necessarily that they are like complete zombies, you know. That's yeah. not what I'm saying because that's sure. just kind of a bit of a blanket statement to say yeah. that. But because well, um, I know that if I'm in a bad mood, I'd probably just be like, "This, I don't want to. I don't. Yeah. I just want to get home. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna either listen to an audio book or change my music, and then I'm gonna go and like message people <laughs> or go on Instagram or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like the population density thing, like. I don't know. If you talk to everybody that looks at you, it's like you're never going to do anything. <laughs> you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't want to know everybody is a responsibility, you know? Yeah. That's what I, I, I kind of like about Colorado is since it is so less densely populated, when you like come across somebody, there's a little more time and space to actually like acknowledge each other. Sure. Is, yeah. You know, it's nice to have a friendly connection with strangers here and there. Yeah, I mean, also the quality of life here is is quite good, it seems, and everybody's pretty oh, yeah. switched on, and you know, yeah. I mean, we have awesome hangouts here. Like, Hell yeah. that's very new to me, you know, that mm-hmm. that experience of you've got like six people over in your house, and you know them all, and they're all painting, and you're all just like chatting and having fun. It's like that's like I wish people would come and hang out with me in my studio and just do that. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's not that easy to make happen, actually. Well, yeah. yeah, maybe you'll make a, a community out of being a popular artist in Nottingham. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. You can For real, you a, could be the hub to start it, you know? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, the, I, I, I'm sure there's other people that come from there who are also, like... But I mean, I don't know any other people who are making quote-unquote visionary art yeah yeah you mm-hmm. know yeah for lack of a better word i don't really know i would never really yeah, know if no i would p- label myself as that or it's weird there's i use no that word. hashtag but i don't really yeah. know what the fuck it means <laughs> 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 yeah like we're somehow all in the same vein but we none of our art looks like each other's yeah it's like yeah, at all completely tapped into different things i think yeah i i the best description that i can think that it's trying to go along with is that it's essentially fantastical art yeah but it's brought back into the 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 real world in a sense to try and make a point but then i'm like so does that mean that like jr tolkien was a 
visionary is like yeah i would say so <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. you know yeah. like people uh, i actually uh, watched the first two episodes of the dark crystal how good is it man it's really cool man it's like amazing. i've never seen the movie before though so but yeah. that is very clearly from the get-go saying something about the real world that we live in yeah yeah just like Tolkien totally did. yeah like the how the every single skexis is basically embodying a certain aspect of the real world you know mm -hmm. like you even have one ego. for illness yeah. ego domination mm -hmm. greed you know and it's, it's very interesting like I, I find it interesting to watch um yeah, it definitely has a few of those moments in it where i'm like this like goofy fun yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it is goofy but i love it like mm -hmm. nice. it's, but i've never seen the movie um the yeah, it's awesome. from 1992 yeah if you guys haven't it's from Check out the Dark Crystal, nineteen eighty two film. It's on Netflix. And Is then, it eighty two? Yeah, nineteen eighty two. And then there's this whole new Dark Crystal series they just came out with on Netflix. I haven't seen either yet. So. It's all puppets. I'm behind. You know, all, all made puppets, sets, man. It's all puppets and sets, man. It's just like you know, Team America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any? Do you have any? things outside of art that you're influenced by particular movies books um speakers i mean i know we already talked about robert green and speakers Mastery. he's definitely influenced by me yeah you definitely Spe Ayo. speaker i think i think every podcast we do we should do a speaker pun and <laughs> you're basically like they're sure. all terrible yeah they're all none of them are going to be that great technically but. i have the same name as you as well you do Technically. John, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be That's interchangeable. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> what are your influences, man? You, yeah. Okay. You <laughs> read right. like um, a Jack, though. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Like, yeah. I look at you and I'm like, John? No. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, fe I feel that too, you know? I yeah. feel like I was always supposed to be called Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good job, man. You yeah, did good it. Good job. Like, my <laughs> yeah. parents, they knew what they really were doing. Really living yeah. up to it. Um, so, yeah, my influences. I would say generally like other artists. Yeah, I feel free to do that too. I always mm. think it's kind of interesting to hear stuff outside of the medium you create in yeah. as well. But okay. if you if you got any like particular artists. Okay. Well, well, like for me like a huge influence on my I okay, I can tell an interesting story of this. A huge influence in my adult life has been the music band Tool. Oh mm. fuck yeah. yeah! Yeah, like yeah. Let's talk about Tool. They're like my favorite <laughs> band in the whole world. Yeah. Like I just love all of their stuff that they come out with, and I, you know, I have all of their CDs. You know, I even love OP8. That's like such a dope yeah, album. Yeah. It's oh, so yeah. raw and so in your face, you know. And I'm like, I love it. It's great. So, um, yeah. and I think that they, they, I always refer to System of a Down as like reverse brainwashing, <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Maybe tool is something about like reverse psychology brainwashing, yeah, or something. It's it's like, they're almost like shouting stuff at you, which you kind of have to like, you have to wind your way through it to like understand it. You know, yeah. especially, um, like undertow, and mm -hmm. like anima or anima, however you supposed to say it. Yeah, um, which I loved because anima is obviously in Latin means soul. Yeah, and then yeah. enema. So yeah, it's enema, talking about yeah. flushing all the shit out of the soul. You know, I just mm. think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about them is that Alex Gray and Tool have been like a huge influence on me in my adult life. 
mainly because of well, I mean for obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah. But then <laughs> I've I've recently found out a friend told me that um Adam Jones used to work on the first Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, dude. He yeah. used to model for the, the, the like the velociraptors and dinosaurs yeah. and stuff. He would make totally clay models of them for Jurassic Park. Yeah, so he was like behind animatronics and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and which is crazy, crazy. to me. Like all their early videos are his his um, animatronics claymation kind of stuff. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the the maddest thing about that is that the first like when I was really young, my parents showed me Jurassic Park. It was my favorite movie. Uh, it's like my favorite movie. It's still to this day is like in my top three favorite movies. It's just genius. Like so the whole, it's, it's, I've appreciated it in a different way as I've got older, but it, you know, and at the time you always just thought that, um, I think his name's Malcolm in the movie, but it's, um, yeah, Malcolm. yeah uh, not, no, uh, no, it's not that guy. It's, um, the guy who, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. He plays Ian Malcolm. Oh, that's Ian yeah. Malcolm. It yeah. is Ian Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So his. His character, I always thought like this guy's kind of like some faux rock star when he's I was like, a kid, and yeah. I thought he was kind of really funny. But then, like when you watch it when you're an adult, and you realize that this guy's like some fucking wisdom keeper, or something. <laughs> yeah. and he's like patiently going through all this shit. He's kind of, oh, I told you so. Like this yeah. is a bad idea. Yeah, he's, you know? like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yep, chaos theory. Yeah, this is supposed to happen. Yeah, anything that uh, can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, and. Yeah, man, that that movie's cool, man. It's clever. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the reason that I brought it up anyway is because that that was one of my earliest artistic influences. Dinosaurs. And the first thing that, like Jurassic Park, actually. Yeah, yeah. And like the first thing that I was drawing for years was dinosaurs. Yeah, same here. Right on. And, Always. And that the crazy <laughs> thing about that is that like a lot of this stuff was being done by Adam Jones. Yeah. So I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Wow. Later. Yeah, it's yeah. like so the guy's obviously like somewhat played quite an important role in my life, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So you're a big fan of the new Tool album? Yeah, Can I we dive I, into that a little bit. I I I think it's awesome. I think that it's it's not it doesn't have it's not my favorite, but mm. only because it doesn't have the same level of replay value that the other ones does. But in the, but in 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 terms of like poignancy, mm-hmm. I think it's probably the best. Yeah, okay. because I think that it's way more direct and and what they're trying to say with the yeah. music and um, I think that the musician ability is like bar none of the other albums. I think they've all like massively improved. I think that this just blows my mind. Seems like but all I that just, Danny Carey does is just wake up and play drums and <laughs> yeah. go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the Kim Jong Ji of drumming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I think that the the it's just amazing. Like, yeah, well done, well done, guys. Everybody who had anything to do with it, if yeah. you're listening to this, like, you fucking rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, fucking a man. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're definitely listening. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll let them know. Do you have a favorite t- song from Tool? I, um, well, off the new album, I was going to ask you the same question, but okay. off the new album, Tempest is my favorite song. Yeah, I think that, a lot of people like that one the most. It's, um, I guess I'll just go ahead and lay this out. I've got a little uh, um, literary analysis of that one. <laughs> Let's yeah. hear it. Because I was looking up, um, you know, I was listening to the lyrics and... So I knew that the word tempest meant like storm, mm-hmm. 
but I wanted to see what other meanings there were. Because, you know, lots of times words have more than one meaning. Mm. And so I looked it up and I found this um, this code word basically in um, groups like the NSA and CIA and it's Tempest. And what it means is picking up um, uh, communication via, uh, well, it's kind of like, extra signal so it's if you've ever played with uh walkie talkies or anything like my friends and i when we were little we would have these little walkie talkie sets and then sometimes we would you know just be playing whatever out in our neighborhood and oftentimes we would pick up like baby monitors from people's houses and be like whoa shit we can hear their conversations we were like eight nine years old <laughs> crazy but that's what tempest is it's like okay. um code word another example would be um something like it, eavesdropping or something exactly yeah like yeah. so the whole concept is tempest means to like eavesdrop essentially <laughs> on, on a, a signal which is not protected basically yeah and another example would be picking up um, keyboard strokes from motion on a phone mm-hmm and so then you juxtapose that with the lyrics of the song, um, which I, you know, I can't really remember offhand. I'm not a, I'm not just going to recite Tranquility them. Ruse, you're going to have it again. Yeah. You know? But, it, but he's, to me, he's, he, he's singing about just demagoguery basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you take those lyrics, you transpose those over um, things that have been happening, like uh, where social media is influencing opinion and mm. action, uh, like with Cambridge Analytica and the Internet Research Agency or whatever, how they like influence the elections and stuff. And... I don't really have an articulated thesis about this. All I can do is be like, put all these disparate parts together and go, see? <laughs> <laughs> but to, it was just interesting that while searching for um, alternate definitions of the word Tempest, I found code word Tempest. And, and you know, they spell it with a seven. What? Uh, tool does. Oh, in tool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're talking about the CIA then. I was like, the Whoa. CIA <laughs> thing is all caps. Yeah, yeah. Um, why the seven? And but it, also, I ha- I have to think like me searching for that probably they gave me results based on you know all my yeah. search history previously. But it's just another yet another layer of yeah we're being watched and we're being drummed up into this frenzied storm yeah and if you're not paranoid you should be (laughs) (laughs) just remember everybody if you're not paranoid (laughs) yeah don't be paranoid but there you go but no i i i I hear what you're saying and um yeah andrew you're so cold I'm fucking cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a podcast outside, they said. You need yeah. to get one of his pimp jackets. <laughs> well, I just yeah. need to be a little I bit... I mean, not that saying that your jacking, jacket isn't pimpin', yeah, but well, that is, by definition, a pimp jacket. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's um, fleecy, furry. Yeah. yeah. It's like black and John, silky. are you secretly a 
It's not a secret. I, I'm a pimp. Yeah, it's wow. open. It's open for the world. How you guys thought I was living off my art? <laughs> <laughs> Think I make it as an artist? So, Ooh, Jack, but, I got a. You got questions? Yeah. So I put out on Instagram. I said, "Hey, do you have any questions for the Taurus energy?" Oh, we actually got some questions. Yeah, I just got one. Yeah. Because <laughs> nice. I posted it like not long before I came up here. But okay. um sincerely sunshine cat who's awesome. She's yeah. like she's our biggest fan, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, so she, she asked uh what are the feelings that arise when you leave the last paint stroke and call it done? Depression. <laughs> it's like a creeping depression. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? <clears throat> um Actually, it's funny because me and Jack were talking about this at length earlier. And um, I was saying how um, you, when you're constantly trying to improve every single little thing and you're trying to improve your ability, as soon as you, by the time that you've finished, you're kind of like looking at it and thinking like, oh, if I was going to do that again, I could have got to this point in like half the time or something. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you kind of, it's, it's, it's probably more of a symptom of being hypercritical of myself. It's like, doesn't, it doesn't splash out onto anything else. It's just, if I know that I could have done that better next time, I'm like, why did it take me so long? <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of just start to see faults with it. And then once I kind of call it done, I have a thing where I won't, I mean, I nearly have a few times, but I won't go back and touch it again because it's like it's done now. And that's yeah, like yeah. A, mm-hmm. a point of time that's like, boxed in and it's it's done you know um and i do think that you can kind of take things over the point in which they were done yeah and at that point you're like it's wow. like cooking yeah it's like i burnt it yeah <laughs> Actually, yeah. Well, or like at this, least a little bit frazzled this, the edges yeah. you know <laughs> there's like this wave you know that there's a spark and then there's this wave that you follow as you work on a piece yeah and once that thing crashes you can't the energy that stimulated that piece to come out you can't like recreate it exactly you're just yeah you got to move on yeah totally Mm -hmm. and like you never hit the mark you know when you start a piece you're like oh this is gonna be the one yeah and then yeah and then as it goes along you're like oh god this is gonna be i know that's gonna be the painting that lifts all the depression (laughs) all right yeah we uh we got some special people there's some footsteps you guys might hear (laughs) on the podcast (laughs) How was your hike, guys? Great. It's hey, we saw you across the way there. Yeah. Was that you? That wasn't you guys, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally see nobody else ever on the other side of the mountain. So, yeah, right in that spot there was where you were. Yeah. Yeah. So, just for reference. <laughs> Did you see any deer? No. No, no bears either. No. R- Randall, do you have any wise words for the, li- the listener? <laughs> Thank you. Thank cool. you. Yeah. Unless you're in a country where it's illegal. <laughs> Therefore, don't bring one to the party. Wait, is it illegal to have knives in England? It's definitely illegal to have one on you in public. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and like flip and lock knives, I heard were actually completely illegal, and I didn't, I didn't realize that. Flip Holy and what? Huh? Like, like if they have a lock mechanism when they flip, like somebody told me that that's like that's just illegal. What? Damn! I did not know that. 
What if you got but, like emergency cut a rope or something? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a very American thing to say. It's <laughs> <laughs> emergency. We need to cut some. What rope? if I've got to like do surgery on myself? <laughs> <laughs> nice American accent. What if dude. I've got to skin a dog? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you don't you really use a knife that many points within the day, but you know, Maybe I, you I am also one of those people who would pretty much always carry a multi tool with me. Yeah. And now I have only carry-on luggage. I can't bring that with me, actually. So pretty uh, bummed. That's like an extension of my body. Mm-hmm. Multi-tools so. are so just amazing. Yeah. They're yeah. just compact. And you know, you pliers. your nails. You everything. can ply things. You can cut rope. screw things. Yeah. You can emergency cut rope. <laughs> <laughs> can we so, go inside? I'm sorry. To My, my hands are... <laughs> Yeah. Like, look at my fingers. They look dead. Your fingers are actually dead. His finger is dead. <laughs> Andrew, his, just... his finger is gray. He's... It's like yellowish gray. Uh, I'm like... looking like a White Walker from Game of Thrones. I can see the point in which the, the maybe blood is no longer in your fingers. Yeah, like, actually, yeah. But they're still moving. They're you can, moving. You could be out here for another moving. hour. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Should we get you some gloves? Shift? Yeah, we can move. Is you want to okay? shift? Yes. He definitely does. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to put another pause in this podcast. So deal with it. Incoming commercial. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Andrew's cold ass fingers. <laughs> fingers, they get cold sometimes. <laughs> Go to rtafpodcast.com and enter cold fingers for 10% off Nothing. your next <laughs> sticker. All right. All right. Well. See you in one right after we I hit pause. Jack. All right. Now we're warm again. All right. My finger is uh, slowly regaining uh, circulation. Oh, thank God. So where were we? My jewel is working. Um, we were... Oh, God. What, what were we talking about? Oh, like, the fly. The fly. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about movies, and you brought up Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. In Jurassic Park, who is also in David Cronenberg's The Fly. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Right, okay. Yeah, you should watch it because uh, it's it's a very shocking movie. Yeah. You you, you won't expect it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you you can go into it with no expectations, but yeah. like it's gonna shock you. That's why. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to a place where no other movie has ever gone. Really? Just put it that way, yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. So are you influenced by that or? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Like, yeah. Avoid that as an influence, personally. <laughs> Could be dangerous. Um, <laughs> the setting changes. Setting changes. We're a little more relaxed. Morgan's humping her painting in the background. It's weird. I <laughs> So if you're a Morgan Mandala fan, you got to know that she humps her paintings sometimes. <laughs> that's it's, what makes them so good. Yeah, really. she, that's the extra love is in there. Yeah. Uh, so um, you're drawing John's portrait right now? Yeah, again. Because it's trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out how to draw this guy. Trying to figure out how to draw the John face. Correct. Code. <laughs> we should put these doodles up on the website yeah Yeah, i gotta make them really good now then yeah yeah i feel like the one one of you is like you can tell that it's you but like again it's like 
sometimes it just clicks, you know, and you can just see the person straight away. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that's the hardest part about portraits is you can get the proportions, you can get everything dialed in, but it's it there's something about like capturing a person's essence for lack of a better word yeah. that's like extremely difficult in my humble and inexperienced opinion yeah i mean everything comes with practice yeah do you feel like you're draining my soul every time you uh draw me and you're yes <laughs> like Stealing unequivocally my... yes yeah that's what you do go ahead and draw artists and just steal all the creative energy i'm actually them. like over 700 years old like <laughs> i'm actually just getting back into drawing oh, okay. i was into it when i was like 200 but now, yeah you know, i put it down for 500 years that happens you know yeah i can relate to that sometimes relate. you gotta take a break you know? yeah 500 years you just was... gotta put it down sometimes <laughs> and then you come back refreshed after a 500 year epoch of you know you've learned you've changed yeah you've conquered <laughs> things nations. have changed yeah Everything has changed. <laughs> Everything, literally. Um, yeah, so how have you liked... Um, b- being in Colorado, you've dabbed for the first time, right? Ooh. Oh. Is it... It's are we allowed time. to talk about that on here? Do you mind talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about it's, far it's more illegal. illicit drugs. I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's Every right. episode, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should really I, I've been thinking about this before we dive into the dab thing we should maybe um, call uh, RCAF um, a psychedelic AF too yeah. <laughs> that somehow comes <laughs> no that's a dumb name but we should um, anyway go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, I've never done that before I've never I've never I don't even know what you're talking about Oh. <laughs> actually <laughs> okay no i was at, i was in resonance festival mm-hmm. and somebody let me try a nectar collector mm. yeah and then what'd you think pretty good <laughs> you into it <laughs> it's like straight to the dome straight it's to the quick dome. oh yeah precise it's I like, like blasting it. off on weed <laughs> you know what you're gonna get you know yeah and it's good place mm. it was so funny because jack came from his isolated Nottingham studio. He's like, I haven't been doing any drugs or drinking and I've just been drawing and making art. And then slowly as he's... (laughs) Welcome to America, bitch. (laughs) America is taking hold. Yeah, Yeah. you've really adjusted to the culture nicely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I would say that, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And this happens to be one of the places where you can just... You know, you got to dive into the local customs, you know? get to know people <laughs> <laughs> and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Not be so serious all the time. So do, do you do many festivals in the UK? Uh, in the UK, like not really any, to be honest. I've done a few. Um, there is a few. Have you gone to um, just curious? This just popped up. Glad the Glastonbury. No, I've never been. No. Do you, is it something that you would go to, or I mean, would they take someone like me? I don't know. <laughs> there is there a place for what I do? There might be. I don't if know. there is, then I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's somewhat, if there's something to do there. I honestly don't know shit about that festival. Yeah, me neither. Actually, yeah. to be honest. Okay. I I know that it is considered one of the biggest festivals in Europe. Mm-hmm. 
and like they have a little bit of every something for everyone yeah. is what I heard how how true that is I don't know until I've been <laughs> yeah so there's just not really much of a culture for like live painting and stuff um in England at all not really no I mean it's not to say that it isn't done and it, it hasn't appeared in a few places you know yeah um I can remember when um, I did this festival in Wales called Triplicity. Shout out. Shout out Shout Triplicity. Out Triplicity um, which has gone through many transformations and I've had fun at a few of their editions. It's been uh, pretty cool. But it's more like, it's kind of more of an underground feel, mm. you know? Yeah. So cool. then, um, in I guess by definition it actually is pretty much underground <laughs> <laughs> like literally yeah yeah and it's some it, there's one edition where it would be like you know like 300 people and you're yeah. like out in the welsh highlands where there's like just you're basically in a valley and there's no one else around but when the sun sets there's like so many midges so many there's what midges what is that like a small fly that they stick in swarms of like millions and they like live in marshy areas, oh. and they like bite you like Ooh. repetitively. Constantly. Did you see Jeff Goldblum? No, <laughs> <laughs> he was probably there. He was probably there, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't see him. You yeah. know, he's elusive. Yeah, I, I might have s- accidentally swatted him. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is this was pretty full on. This is this is a cool place to go to. But then the first edition that they did was at the top of a hill mm-hmm. in another part of wales where it's like just kind of like more land it's like no trees oh, like, really? well there is trees but like not substantial trees you know it's yeah, more yeah. just like huge intense wind Ooh. and it was like it was fun that was actually my first festival oh really exper- experience as an artist nice like ever i was the only person there who was painting but there was a few other people there who i still know today yeah um and was that your first time live painting yeah, but I was the only one that was live painting. <laughs> <Just like laughs> how how did that time. feel? Like your first time doing it and being the only painter? It must have been. Well, I mean, I was with my partner at the time and um, we were just chilling out and just smoking. I used to smoke back then. And, yeah, you don't, um, you don't smoke anymore. No, yeah. no. Like um, cigarettes? No, like weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he only dabs now. I only dab now. <laughs> <laughs> Only went that the finest shatter. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rosin. It's one dab and you never go back. It's just <laughs> I'm hooked for life now. This is all over. Well, I guess now we can say you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's part of the culture. Um, it's not something that I'm used to. So um, it's like when in Rome, you know. Yeah. Like try totally. try that stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in Rome and you don't drink some like Italian wine or, you know. Or have Eat a, some Italian cheese or pizza or... Campari spritz. Have some <laughs> Campari spritz. <laughs> what is that? This that is my shit. This is the guy who's fresh off visiting Rome. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drink Campari spritzes all day, every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Like Campari is like an aperitif with, mixed with Prosecco. Okay. So it's an Delicious. alcoholic yeah. beverage. Yeah. Gets you quite buzzed, but... <laughs> Gently so. It's like know. pop. It's like fizzy. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Super bitter. I've never had one of those. I haven't either. Just try mm. it out sometime. Yeah. I've had when it, when gelato. You're in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
had I've had, you know, Italian gelato, but yeah. I mean, for me it was more like <laughs> when in when in Florence or when yeah. in Verona. I'd never actually been to Rome, so I probably even shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually should never say that ever again until I've been. When in Boulder, <laughs> yeah, take yeah. some tabs. Yeah, but it's like the, I wonder why that quote came about. Like when in Rome. You know. I mean, is that kind of like Berlin it, nowadays? It's just like when in Berlin, you don't tell anyone anything that you did. <laughs> <laughs> is that so? Is Berlin kind of like the Vegas of Europe? You just go there and just blow no, out, party no, out? Definitely not. Yeah. It's not like that kind of thing, but it is definitely a party center of Europe. Yeah. Like, yeah, people, there's 24 7 nightclubs yeah. there that go on for like three days. Yeah. And people I've, have showers and they have like jacuzzis in some of these nightclubs and stuff. Damn. Have you, yeah, I've been to one of those uh, I actually, 24-hour ones in Berlin. I actually haven't, no. I've been in oh. Berlin, but I didn't go. I've been in Berlin twice, and I didn't go. Nice. Um, but every, it seems to be like what everybody's talking about when you're there. Like, you can't be right. in, a, in a mixture of people who are like, for lack of judgment, I'm sorry, cool. <laughs> if you're around cool people, <laughs> yeah. there, then like, they're probably like gonna go yeah you know they love but it's more like now it's like boom yeah yeah you know it's like really dark kind of which is cool like i like the style actually like it's pretty cool music boris bridge bridge basically yeah exactly i've been obsessed with that dude lately yeah yeah yeah. that's kind of that dark tech that is basically dark tech now yeah that's kind of like what a lot of the music that you'll hear in berlin is is like really nice gotta get out there yeah berlin's cool i went there in 2008 damn whoa yeah. dating myself <laughs> but uh yeah i went there in 2008 it was actually cold there when i went too they have these cool christmas markets you've been to the christmas markets there no they're in old berlin no no they're pretty cool they're uh they they do the like the glue wine the like hot wine glute wine yeah, glute wine. Is no, that how you yeah. say it? Yeah, no, I I think so. Glute yeah. wine, something like that. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I You're not know. German. No. <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, <laughs> uh, being from the UK, yeah. you're actually not German. That's something I learned today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not from around those parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I I I've been to the Turkish markets. Yeah. That's any constellation, the place I was staying in, um, both times was like right at the heart of like a Turkish community oh cool so there's like more Turkish people there than there is like German people probably oh so yeah falafel every day mm-hmm. donor yeah. did you have some the shaved meat no no yeah. I'm I'm vegetarian but oh okay like, well but I, I, if I could hunt a donor I'd eat it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. like whatever whatever a donor totally, is totally. I don't know what it is it's yeah. just some random meat and they just like I was like okay you know when in Rome yeah so. It could be a mixture. It could be. It could be. It, could. it was probably pretty gnarly. Yeah. But uh, it's you cooked, know. you know, as long as it's cooked yeah. well enough. Yeah. I'm not dead. So you can technically eat any living thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, somewhere out there there's a person who, you know, just really loves koala bears or something. You know, Ooh. they only <laughs> like to eat. Or you know those really cute lemurs? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. People do hunt lemurs. They probably just in, like to eat only lemurs. In Madagascar. Yeah, okay. That sounds I've legit. Heard that. So, <laughs> you, you know, know that's the only place lemurs are found is in Madagascar. Really? Yeah. I did not mm-hmm. know that. I I kind of 
knew that they were there, but I didn't realize that was the only place. Only place. Did you learn that from the movie Madagascar? <laughs> I actually learned it. No, because I haven't yes. seen that movie. I learned it because Sarah's uh, taking biology and ecology, and I'm into lemurs. And she's like, check this out. You could be a lemur. I think that might be my animal. Yeah. Animal. Somewhere between a lemur and a hawk. They're the ones with the black and white striped tail, right? Yeah, and yeah. They have like the white little tufted ears. Or yeah, yeah. They got like the, the black face. They're super cute. Not black face, just athletic. They have a black face. Handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Very creative, I've heard too. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, lemurs. Um, yeah, but apparently there's a lot of different species of uh, of lemurs. So uh, there's some lemur trivia on our art podcast for you cool but there's many you different species so of them but they they're all in madagascar yes wow yeah so jack do you have like um any art goals that you're shooting for in the near future or like long range um oh yeah i mean a lot but i don't really know how i how i feel about sharing my goals mm that's very personal you know secret mm, okay <laughs> it's very personal you know <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you really want to get to know me that well <laughs> i don't know do we yeah probably it's safe it's, it's definitely not safe okay good yeah. <laughs> i'm into that um yeah i mean all of my goals basically revolve around becoming as as good at what i do as i possibly can and that's like that's the most important that's the most important part of it really um yeah so just kind of keep improving every single day and have like a sense of progression you know art something that you can do right until the very last moment of your life yes Mm -hmm. which is not like most trades that's like quite quite awesome um so yeah i'm just gonna keep keep going and try and do something really really grand and i hope to um be working on some architectural projects soon too Ooh, yeah (laughs) so i've been working on can you say anything else about that yeah i can tell you like a little bit i can i can even show you a design that i'm working on right now nice and you can see what you think of that Wow. wow that's cool so obviously that's like the main illustration of what it looks like a gazebo from Lord of the Rings meets uh, Zen, <laughs> Zen, and yeah, some DMT uh, palace. Yeah, I mean it's inspired by a certain culture. Um, it's in- inspired by um, kind of like Norse building, mm. and um, hopefully this will be built in that part of the world. Wow, specifically cool. in Finland, if this this would be really cool to make. Do you know people that you might make that with? Yeah, I think that there's there's a likelihood that this could happen. I just need to um, see how much this would cost exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but essentially, like I I, I won't I've, I've tried not go into too much detail, but it's kind of hard at this point. So <laughs> I'll just tell you. So this is kind of like a design for a gallery. And um, here between these points would be um, kind of like binders where you would basically use to make the walls out of art, Mm. inward and outward facing. 
So you even whether you're walking past the building, there is art on display that is essentially like protected mm-hmm. and um, printed with UV proof inks. Um, so all around the edges, you can have people just walking past, they'll get to see art. And then hopefully expand it into a conference building as well, where we can do presentations and stuff like that. Wow. Very cool. It's kind of, um, I really like this idea of making cultural functional buildings Mm -hmm. that are like, they just kind of really just speak the culture like really strongly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm super inspired by that. And that's, I guess that's somewhat of a bigger ambition of mine than painting. Yeah. Do you Um, do much woodworking? uh, Carpentry? I wouldn't say I do a lot, but I've definitely like dabbled and I've made some things and um, yeah, I've done, um, I've had a bit of experience in like, how would you say it? Like clay building as well Mm -hmm. and learning how to build a clay house. Um, And I've made like a few pieces of furniture and stuff like that. Um, I make my own canvas frames. So, but I think that this is more of like, conceptually i understand very much how it's done it's mm-hmm. more of just getting somebody else to believe yeah, yeah. That that's the that's the case because this is the thing this isn't the reason why i love drawing so much because if you can draw it in that sense you know mm-hmm. like that completely demonstrates a joint there right i feel like i'm looking at da vinci's notebook or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um i have quite a few different drawings like this a few different designs that i hope to one day get funding to make Mm. um this one i think is but the most likely to be built within the next year very cool that's awesome yeah well it's like yeah it's one thing to make the paintings and make the art but then to take it to that extra level to be somebody that's creating space to Mm. showcase the art in the way you dream art could be showcased totally Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if if it's if it's not presented, I mean the presentation just makes a huge difference. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. if you walk into you've been to Rome, if you walk into a church in Rome, there's, the, there's nothing like that. It's amazing. It's, it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. That is mind yeah. blowing. Every piece is intentionally created yeah. to create a sense of awe and a feeling of something greater than yourself. Exactly, the way that all of the art is presented. And I think that this is... This is almost like a really badly missed point about culture and how art is created by culture. Mm -hmm. Because all of these artists, they were commissioned to make these pieces, but they were being paid large amounts of money to basically make a piece for a church. Yeah, But the church knew that that had a certain gravitas which most people probably weren't i mean it's hard to say because you can't think in that time but how aware people were yeah of how this was essentially like the brainwashing of the period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like if you now watch people don't think that movie is there to program thought but i would very much be against that like if you when they make a movie about a certain topic that is culturally prevalent right now so mm-hmm. for example like drone bombing <clears throat> yeah if they make a movie about drone bombing or they make a movie about um if they make a movie about a sniper <laughs> in the american military because they have <laughs> did you find that suspicious 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that the person who 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 made it is like this is the plan is to brainwash people, and but I think what it is is it makes our enemies relatable in a sense of like you can kind of sympathize sympathize with people from that i i didn't even watch that movie but i know what it's about the the one where they drone bomb people Mm -hmm. and this like it's all like an internal debate and they're trying to decide if they're doing the right thing and stuff it's to make the whole thing there that these people are making these decisions they're making them for reasons beyond your understanding Mm. and like Mm. to me that was i didn't even have to watch the movie to get that that's what the point of that movie was Mm. because they're hidden agenda yeah yeah like you aren't basically aware of why people would be doing this mm-hmm. but it kind of offers you a very plausible situation in which that could happen do, do you get to, the point that i'm trying to, trying trying to, to make basically they're trying to uh finesse in the idea that like we have to be doing this kind of a thing or whatever. Yeah, like right. there's no choice or right. like what we're doing is for the safety of the people. It's for the greater mm-hmm. good, quote Yeah, unquote, totally, which is kind of like Marvel movies. Like, so yeah. was, this is going to hurt a few people's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I do feel like I, the, the general message that you can get from a Marvel movie is that the military are good. <laughs> and, the fight, and the fighting is okay and the fighting is okay yeah. and it's justified violence that there's things going on beyond your understanding that are there for the greater good that, mm-hmm. that you know it kind of um, is implicitly saying don't question the mode of being that we're all in a sense that we've been stuck in for at least the last you know 15 to 10,000 years. But if you if you a person who isn't sensitive and I said this to you like oh these movies they're programming your ideas of thought they'd probably say to me like that's ridiculous like I know this is a fiction. This, mm. I know this isn't a real mm. movie and and that's kind of like missing the point slightly. Oh yeah. Because it's not like you go into that and your f- emotions and feelings can't be triggered by this movie. Oh, of course. I mean, you. I think what happens in movies like that is you'll find a character or two and you kind of juxtapose your own personality onto either the hero or the somebody on the quote-unquote good side or something like that. 100%, yeah. And you feel all these things. Um, I mean, that's why you go to a movie, I think. Yeah, it's to be taken to those places, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like the underlying story of, of being a being. Things aren't perfect. And we do have, you know, obstacles to overcome and battles to win internally and externally. Yeah. So it can just be a reflection of self and what we go through. Yeah, it could be a psychological. There's a lot of different ways you can analyze it. Mm-hmm. It could be a psychological analysis or a uh, cultural worldwide kind of analysis. Mm. Um but yeah, I think that what I'm hearing you say is like the overall point is um, that anything um, being made that's artistic is somewhat of a propaganda towards the idea that you're present. 100%, yeah. yeah. Like we kind of strayed from the point a little bit. I see what you're saying, yeah. But it's like, say for example, with going back to the churches, mm-hmm. is they knew that give when somebody walks into that church that can make a believer out of somebody who doesn't believe anything. Yeah. Right, if, you, if you're not intelligent enough to know 
what the hell is going on you walk into a church you're you're a believer you know yeah you're like oh god did this or yeah the power of god or whatever it's really interesting as well how literature took over a lot of like pagan cultures Mm -hmm. um through christianity like they were actually teaching people to be literate but they were saying, oh, here, read the Bible. Yeah, yeah. That's the only <laughs> book we have. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only to book practice. we have. To, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then they lose their oral, oral traditions and, totally. and all those things. And I can, I can think of a few examples of that. I mean, the one example that is brought it to the forefront for me is uh, with Finnish culture. Mm. But it's not like it's done a massive amount of damage to them how it has done to a lot of other European, for example. Mm. Um, but then in Finnish folklore, you'll see the points in, in the old retellings where there's just like random parts of like Christian belief that are just like kind of jammed just, in yeah, to yeah. this like <laughs> pagan, very pagan religion mm-hmm. or however you want to call it. Um, and it's just some weird overlaps when you like study the, the older writings because it seems to me like at one point they weren't writing these things down. Right. Were, these were all oral folklore, you know, stories that were being passed on. Mm-hmm. And um, they called them spells. Oh, really? Their stories? They called them spells. Well, these, like, they have these short, um, they're just, yeah, they're just called spells. It'll be like you're referencing a god in order to help you, you know, catch an animal on your hunt today mm. or to, um, hope that your roof building goes <laughs> really well yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean and yeah. they had these spells for pretty much everything um whether it be for collecting water or going fishing or do you know what i mean and then there's just these are the you can tell are the old ones these are the really kind of tapped into nature they were really trying to summon something like some kind of level of good luck or however you mm-hmm. want to call it and then yeah, there's just a few points where, like, just randomly, like, Christ will be mentioned in a really, like, <laughs> non... It doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? Christ like, why is he even, trapping first. Or the, the, the sweet mother, or you know, yeah. will be mentioned, and it's like, it doesn't even seem to fit with everything else. It's just randomly <laughs> in there, and I'm like, how did that get there? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, you know, culture's always evolving, and nothing's always going to stay in the same state forever, and humanity and these waves of ideas and principles are just flowing through human beings it's always changing we don't know why we're here or where it's going right so mm. it's just like it's just happening you know <laughs> in a sense and like yeah i kind of look goofy. at it i kind of look at it too like if you take uh, being literal as a technology like writing and definitely like the printing press for sure was a disruptive technology it's just kind of like this wave of again technology every time i take uh, say technology everyone has to take a drink but <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> for the next five minutes yeah yeah but it, it really is this kind of like uh, overwhelming wave of uh if you want to call it progress or new modes of expression that that tend to win mm-hmm. i feel like when i don't know that's like that's well, such, it's, a, it's that's such a dualistic term just to, but to, to put what you're saying like really simply like history is written by the victor kind of thing yeah and the person who's has Certain. a printing press the first printing press yeah. that's ever been made like yeah. probably 
which is a huge yeah, amount of power, what, you know, what they use on that printing press, just a bunch of Bibles yeah. basically. Yeah. So I think what we're trying to ask is how are you planning to brainwash people with your <laughs> temple? I am already <laughs> brainwashing people, by the way. We're, you're all part of my brain- cultural experiment. Oh, okay. We're being brainwashed <laughs> again. Everybody who sees my many- art, you're being brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many times like we've actually been brainwashed by either art or some sort of cultural phenomenon. Oh, God. I mean, well, every your experience. entire life. Dude. Every experience. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. It's like every single movie. Like, and Tool. You yeah. Know, they're, I think, a healthy way to actually clean your brain. <laughs> yeah. <and> just like... <laughs> They're brainwashing you to be unbrainwashed. They're it's reverse brainwashing. They're dirtying up your brain. <laughs> yeah. but that's what kind of that's what I mean by system of a down. You know, but system of a down goes the opposite direction because it's very repetitive. In a sense, they have like a few words which they just bang into yeah, your brain, yeah. like they just hammer them into your brain. Um, and their choruses are like very strong and like wake yeah, up. parts of it they're like yodeling. Wake up. Grab a little makeup. makeup. What, are, what does he even say right there? The does anyone know? Do? Grab a brush and put on a little makeup. Yeah, Why yeah. do you leave the keys upon the table? Because you wanted to. Because you want to. Oh, it's uh. <laughs> I don't think you trust. I know the song. In my self-righteous suicide. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> have you ever wondered that? No. Self-righteous or suicide. I don't know what it means. I have. I don't know what it means. I've thought about it a lot. So <laughs> it's like you're uh, uh maybe you're sack it's like the idea of uh like killing yeah. yourself to prove a point to yourself or something i yeah. am in so much pain that's divine yeah, it's all yeah. insane pain yeah or kind of killing you yourself to understand. prove a point to someone else yeah that's kind of what suicide is really, yeah if you think about it that's f- yeah that is kind of <laughs> deep right yeah yeah we kind of just worked it out like straight away there yeah. well done man <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> But I mean, I also think um, while we're on the topic, like I also totally get it. Like if you got to kill yourself, man, (laughs) like, you know, I'm not mad basically at people who kill themselves Uh, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a a touch. It's a weird thing to put out there. I I mean, I'm not saying that anyone should. (laughs) That's definitely not what I'm saying, just to be clear. But like, as like, an autonomous person like Anthony Bourdain for instance oh I mean it's definitely 100% your right to do it sure if you want to I don't think that that is but I think, promoting suicide but yeah. I think that like but then question I, whether you really like you know, is, is that is why are you doing yeah like, why do would you do like this that? like yeah. you, look how much potential there is in life and, and like death much, is certain you know and definitely look how much uh, like people who would be hurt by that you know, mm. there'd be a lot of people probably hurt by you ending your own life. But never, un- never underestimate how rapidly and how much your life can change. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like if you if you cut it all like that, then you're really. I think you're just doing a disjustice for the potentials of your own life. Really. Yeah. yeah. There's an infinite totally. amount of love. It's creativity. never. I would personally say that it's probably never the right decision because there's so many different ways that you could have gone about. Right, and just kind of things are never going to change, and you're going to be like that forever. And Mm -hmm. I think if you've attached yourself to that level of suffering, then that's how you go so deep. But the attachment to the suffering is what's stopping you from getting better. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you let go of that, you're fine, really. And never underestimate how you can become addicted to your own 
suffering as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a tool. It's a very good point. Yeah. We're, like, it, attached to it. And yeah. It's a tool for learning. identify with it. But you don't want to tie yourself to the cinder block of suffering. It's best just not to attach yourself to any of these things or beliefs or your ideologies yeah because yeah. like every time i've done that and in a debate or to try and prove a point and then i'll just kind of like look at myself and just like you fucking piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> it's like why don't you just shut the fuck up it would have been so much better if you didn't say anything you right know? yeah i've definitely had a few of those points in my life you know i try to kind of uh, do it um or structure my thought around the Terence McKenna axiom of not believing in anything yeah, or not having any real hard opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why with the, when we were just talking about suicide, I can see both sides, but, um, yeah, I didn't mean for that to sound like <laughs> <laughs> an endorsement of suicide. <laughs> yeah. It's just that like, I, I believe you that it's definitely yeah. not, but it's like, you know, anybody out there, if you've thought about it, you know, just it's not it's not going to solve the problem. Yeah, no, and you can not. bear it, and through bearing it is liberation. It's just taking everything away. It's like mm-hmm. there's there's always more beyond this. Yeah, life is always going to change again. Yeah, and that's what you're seeking in a way, anyway. And always remember, in the worst case scenario, you you actually can just sell everything and just disappear. Yeah, mm. go travel around. Unless you have kids, you can't sell them. No. <laughs> In which case, this whole debate completely changes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, are you guys hungry? Do you want to eat dinner? Oh, is everybody eating food? Yeah. Blair mm. made us a delicious meal. Oh, damn. And I think they're all waiting eagerly for us to enjoy oh, some really? soup. Yeah, okay. right. let's go and enjoy some food. Yeah, let's do that. But, uh, Jack, how can people, do you have anything coming up and how oh, can yeah. people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Taurus Energy, T-O-R-U-S, which just to clarify, anybody who's listening to that, that is not a ripoff of Red Bull. And <laughs> that is, I've been asked that many times. And no, I'm not a Taurus because it's a Taurus. It's T-O-R-U-S, yeah. which is the electromagnetic field generated by the earth and the human body. Yeah. And also the same shape in which fruit grows. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's one of those interesting things, kind of like the Fibonacci sequence, you know, that is present in nature all over the place. Yeah. Um, check it out. It's yeah. very interesting stuff. Um, cool. I'm not making any claims. I'm just make, basically stating that it exists I'm by using that as my name, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's, so um, one last thing. If you had any advice you could either give your younger self or younger artists who may look up to you, um, what would that be? Yeah, definitely. Um, if I could go back to myself, I would probably give the same advice. And that is just draw every single day (laughs) (laughs) and whatever, whatever it is that you want to do, just do it every day. Yeah. Because if you do something every day, your life will change dramatically. Always be aware of your habits and how your habits are scripting your life. Yeah. And especially the ones that seem out of your control, pay very close attention to them and like, always bring it back to something that's more productive and try and make good habits it's, it takes a lot of time and dedication but make good habits drawing every day is definitely one of them awesome yeah right on well thank you beautiful thank you it's great talking with you jack yeah, yeah. Dope. likewise yeah. thank Thanks you guys. so much rtaf Peace. signing off we love you love you
Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast. For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com. And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at andrew.norris.arts on Instagram. And andrewnorrisarts.com is my website. I also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings. And you can find me, John Speaker. My website is johnspeaker.com. On Instagram, I'm at johnspeaker. And on Facebook, johnspeakerart. And we want to give a special thanks to Blair Speaker, John's lovely wife and creative director of the podcast. She also updates the website and does all the podcast notes. So thank you, Blair. And we'd also like to thank Tyler Billman. He created the music for this podcast. You can find Tyler on SoundCloud and Instagram. His name is Get Billsman. That's G-E-T-B-I-L-L-S-M-A-N. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you. (laughs)